you are listening to The Real You, the best podcast on self-development. Hello, guys. Welcome to The Real You. You've probably been wondering why I was referring to the podcast as the Tafar Mofimba podcast in the last two episodes. Well, that is because initially when I started recording this series, it was meant to be placed on my personal website. But recently I just felt like I had to put it on this podcast as it has a consistent listenership. And I believe that friendship is a topic that... uh, everybody deserves to be educated on. Last time we spoke about boundaries and we spoke about the different places that each person must be placed in and we also talked about the fact that it can prove to be very consequential if we place the wrong person or the wrong friend in a wrong category. And we talked about how to avoid the feeling or even the act of betrayal by simply observing and analyzing the kind of person or people we're dealing with. Now, if you've noticed in the last two episodes, communication and boundaries, I have been mainly focusing on the qualities you have to look at when you consider somebody to be a friend. You have to look at the nature of conversations that... uh, you have already been having and make choices accordingly. Most people would have probably expected me to start with actually defining what a friend is and so forth. But I realized that a lot of us are already in friendships. And before I even start to break down some of these things, I had to give you information that you could use instantly to help you get out of whatever wrong friendship you were in or to recognize the good friends that you have. So now I want to talk about what you would have probably wanted me to talk about first. Today my presentation is titled the ship in friendship (laughs) and as a subtitle it's called why does it exist a lot of us have people that we call friends a lot of people that we call confidants our comrades people that we keep very very close to us But if I'm to ask you why those people are in your life, 
apart from just entertainment. Yes, I know entertainment is very important. But entertainment can come from so many things. Whether it's television, whether it's sports. You can be entertained by almost anything as a human being. So surely that cannot be your only reason for facilitating a friendship that allows constant and um, consistent contact. So why does the friendship exist? Why I decided to call it the ship in friendship is that I was looking at the analogy of what a ship is. When you board a ship, you don't just go and board a ship and say, I'm boarding a ship. That ship has to be going somewhere. Before you book, whether it's a ferry, whether it's a cruise, you have to know where the ship is going. Where is it departing and where is it going? Likewise with your friendship. What birthed that friendship? Before we even talk about where it's going, but what birthed that friendship? If the friendship was birthed by a need, is that need still there? Maybe what birthed the friendship was your need of uh, lessons in terms of your classwork, but is that need still there? And if it's not there, then you have to ask yourself, so why does it exist now? You can't just always have a friendship that just exists for the sake of existing. You have to understand why it exists and where it came from, what birthed that friendship. If your friendship was birthed by an insecurity, are you still insecure today? Is that friendship maybe the reason why you may still be insecure or you may be unable to move on. It could be a good friendship where that friend actually then helped you deal with the insecurity. So I'm not just looking at the bad things here, but I want you to have an anchor like every ship has an anchor. When it departs, the anchor is firmly at the bottom of the sea. And that anchor is what keeps the ship in that position. That anchor is what gives us a place to start, a place to depart. So you have to recognize what the anchor in your relationship is. So was it a need that birthed that friendship? Was it an insecurity that birthed that friendship? 
and are those circumstances that resulted in the birth of that friendship still there? And if they're not there, then what is holding our friendship together? You may be asking, what is this guy talking about? What does the source of a friendship have to do with anything? You see, one of our biggest problems as human beings is we don't know how to use what we were given. If you go into a shop and you purchase a sofa or maybe even a TV and you bring it home, the first thing you do on that sofa is you begin to jump, 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 jump and jump on that sofa. As grown as you are, yes, you're jumping on a sofa. (laughs) And maybe you do this consistently for a week, two. And you begin to see that the comfort, the structure of the sofa is slowly but surely looking a bit weird. Maybe now when you sit on the sofa, you sink maybe a a foot. (laughs) And you're wondering, but what's happening to my sofa? Or maybe you get a TV. And that TV comes with a manual. But you don't read that manual and you immediately assume that it's like your old TV. And you may end up putting it in a place where it's not supposed to be put. Where maybe it's overheating. But you will find that the result of both the TV and the sofa is that they will never be able to perform according to the standard that the manufacturer would have wanted them to perform. Why? Because we, the consumers or the buyers, never understood the product that we were purchasing. And you have to understand that when you don't understand a product, then you are exposing it to abuse. Abuse is not all about rape. Abuse is simply misusing a product or misusing even a person or a thing. Misusing meaning it's being taken astray or away from its purpose. So a lot of our friendships are now abused. A lot of our friendships are now birthing toxic traits. They are, they are now taking us far from our destinies because we didn't understand why these friendships existed in the first place. You have a friend that you call a best friend. 
meaning you've given him or her access to the deepest parts of your life. But just because they're a best friend doesn't mean that they're a good friend for you. Why are they there? Are they there for a good reason? Are they helping you grow? Are they helping you develop as a person? Why is that friend there? I know I'm talking to an abusive person right now. Abusive because you don't know why that friendship exists. You're now in the middle of the sea. Your ship has taken off. And you don't even know why that friendship exists. I've heard of uh, things like friends with benefits. Which I personally believe in. Because why should you be involved in a friendship with no benefits? Why should I be involved in a friendship that does not benefit me in any way? I must benefit something, whether it's happiness, whether it's peace, whether it's knowledge, whether it's comfort. I must benefit something from that friendship. But the nature of benefits associated with this term usually refers to benefits that one should only expect in an intimate relationship. And you find that these friendships never really turn out well. Maybe they end in fights. Or maybe sometimes they even turn out in the people dating or getting married. Because you are trying to name or you're trying to cover something and wrap it as a friendship when it's not a friendship. So, I've probably gone uh, over half my time just describing, investigating why the friendship is there. But it's important that you guys really find out why you are friends with certain people. You know, certain people are friends with you because they know where you're going. They just want to be part of the ride. They're not offering any value. They're not offering any resolve. All they're there for is to one day say, I know Tafara. I know him, we grew up together. If I wasn't there, he, he, he wouldn't have become what he is now. But when you ask him, what really did you do? If there was that possibility of ever playing a tape to see what that person actually did, you may find that they never did anything. But these are some of the people that we're harboring in our lives. And then there are people that are, they are our friends based off of, I don't know if I should call it fiction or what, 
But maybe they look at our Instagram, maybe they look at our Facebook, whatever social media platform you're on, and they see the life that you claim to be living and they send you maybe a direct message, a DM to say, hey, you know, what's up? Can I be friends with you? And they may not realize that you are an insecure person. They may not realize that you have a lot of scars that you're hiding. Maybe the life that you've put on your profile is not exactly the life that you're living. So you think somebody is your friend, but yet somebody is a friend to what you've portrayed yourself to be. And sometimes we then blame these people when these relationships don't work out to say, this person is a fake friend. Uh, I thought they would be there for me. How can they be there for you when you can't even portray a true image of yourself? How can you trust that somebody will stand by you with no fault, without wavering, and yet you are always wavering in your character and you are always wavering in your conduct. What kind of friends are we hoping to attract? That person that you're calling friend is, he's friends or she's friends with a version of you that doesn't even exist. It's a version of you that doesn't even exist and yet you're holding them to a word, a word that is tied down to a non-existent character. So how can you expect such a friendship to go far? How can you expect to benefit from that kind of a friendship when it's based on a lie, when it's based on a facade? <sighs> Let's assume that this friendship has finally taken off. And... Uh, you are now in the middle of the sea. You are going to need a friend that will keep you moving in the right direction. Don't be found with a friend that wants to make you forget where you're going in your life. You see, there are people that would want us to conform to their standards and conform to their way of living. But yet that has nothing to do with where we are going as individuals. And a lot of us are in this place where we are trying so hard to maintain friendships that have got nothing to do with where we're going. And you know that when you're in a ship, just going on a ship is accepting risk. It's accepting that this ship may sink, I may not make it home. And even the people that ask you or make you pay to go on that, sorry, to go on that ship, they know. They know that there is a possibility of sinking, which is why they even have the floaters 
They even have beacon devices because they know there is a risk of it not working out. I've never been in a ship that uh, that was sinking. Well, I've never been in a ship at all, actually. But the last thing I would want if I'm on a sinking ship is to have the kind of person that will pull me down so that they can stay abreast, so that they can stay afloat. That kind of a person will cause you to drown. And we have those people in our lives that we've engaged in friendships with that we have gone, how do I put it across? We are now at a certain stage in our friendship. And yet whenever you try to put your ideas forward, whenever you try to make your opinion known, they're those friends that just want to pull you down. And there's no way that you could ever survive in this life when you find yourself with somebody that's always pulling you down. They don't think about you. But yet these are the people that we're chasing most of the time. These are the people that we're worried about when they're not texting us. These are the people that some of us are having sleepless nights over. These are the people that some people, some, some of us are having confrontations with on social media. These are some of the people that we have placed on a pedestal at our expense. And I want you guys to realize that it's not worth it to engage in a friendship that destroys who you really are. It's not worth it to engage in a friendship that seeks to destroy your self-image. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. You are worth so much by yourself. You are worth so much as John, as Tom. You are worth so much. Before you get on that ship, the ship called friendship, before you get on that ship, make sure you know who you are and make sure you know where you want to go. And then you look for the people that you can go on such an adventure with. The adventure of life. Stop seeking for validation from people that are not even accredited to validate anything. People that have even failed to validate themselves. Stop looking for validation from such people. Stop asking each and every person for an opinion. Some opinions are worthless. They don't mean anything. Focus on you. Focus on the friendships that make you more grounded. You don't have to have 20 friends. 
the ship only has one anchor, but that one anchor is able to keep the ship in one position. What makes you think you need 500 friends, 1,000 friends? What makes you think that you need to consult each and every person before you do something? If I was to get one listen on this podcast, you would find me two days later still publishing another one. It's enough for me. But the question is, what is enough for you? What is enough for you? The moment you know what is enough for you, you search for that. Become the person qualified to search that matter out. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And uh, my hope is that... uh, you have really benefited from this one. And uh, next week, we will be looking at something else. Well, let me not say next week, actually. It could be in two days. But we will be talking about something else with regards to do with mastering friendships. And I'm really excited about this series, guys. Uh, I know that you guys are going to fix a lot of your friendships and I know that you're going to come out better people from all of this. And until then, goodbye.